0: Good afternoon and welcome to Lunchtime Coaching. My name is Kim international leadership coach, trainer and facilitator and host of the Lunchtime series where we add value to people's lives happening every day at 12 on ebusradio.com. So back with us to um, add to some really uh, kick off uh, or kick ass kind of 2021 uh, plans. Uh, we've got uh, Angela Hardy, personal transformation specialist. How are you, Angela?
1: I'm so well, thank you, Kevin. How are you?
0: Good, good, good. I'm so glad that we could catch up and uh, chat some more. Um, uh, you and I have just uh, come off Facebook Live, <laughs> which I'll be sharing online as well. So, it's been a really, really, uh, really awesome conversation. But uh, when we started this conversation, you mentioned that um, uh, we're going to talk about a specific topic, and I think it's such a good entry point. Uh, but I'm going to I'm going to post some questions to you because I think a lot of people get this wrong so often. But um, first tell everybody who you are, uh, more about you, and what we're going to talk about today.
1: So I am a transformation specialist. And what that means is that I teach people how to love themselves, and to have self-worth, and self-esteem, and self-confidence, and to have a more free, more exciting, more present, more joyful experience of their lives. And I do that all using various techniques, kinesiology, principles-based training, NLP, all sorts of stuff. But most importantly, I just help people to change their minds and their experiences.
0: Fantastic. Uh, And so, I mean, today's topic, and and I think it's a good sort of entry point, and and we're still in the beginning of the year. So I think a lot of uh, uh, small businesses, a lot of individuals uh, are starting to ask themselves on, and I think, uh, tell me what your, your thoughts are on this point. COVID in itself have, have really started pushing the point and the button on what are we doing with our lives and like what do we want to achieve and how do we do that and how we measure that. And that's sort of, you know part of what we're going to be talking about today. Do you think that's such a, a relevant point?
1: I think it's actually always relevant because what I find interesting about life is that when I have a clear vision of where I'm going and what it is that I'm looking to achieve, It's much easier for me to make decisions. It's much easier for me to move forward. It's much easier for me to know what I'm going to do next. And also that clear vision has the potential to give me real motivation and impetus and a sense of kind of drive and excitement and adventure in my life. So setting those ideals and those, those ideas up is really, really important. But I've also found that we can trip ourselves up quite badly with it. Yeah. And I've been known to do that in my life. And so for me, it's quite an interesting subject. You know, people talk about goal setting and how you must set these goals and they need to be smart goals and there's got to be time and they're going to be achievable and they're going to be measurable and blah blah, 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 And then they go into all of this methodology of how to go about setting a goal that will allow you to to have all of this. And what happens is that for one sharp little moment, you have this very exciting feeling about where you're going next. Yeah. And then, What often happens as a result of that is that suddenly you feel like you're not there yet and you feel a bit scared about not getting there and you feel a bit freaked out about who you are if you're not going to get there or how you're showing up and what people are going to think of you and how they're going to judge you and how bad you are if you're not getting there. And, And so the pressure starts. And if this internal pressure starts to feel stressful and anxiety making and fearful of failure and self-judgmental and hard, then actually that setting of that goal has hurt you instead of helped you. Yeah. And to me, it's such a, it's such an interesting subject because I really think that to, we have to get the balance right in order to really have this idea or this vision of going somewhere help us to do something wonderful, have a great adventure of life.
0: So in terms of, I mean, 2020, uh, 2021 is here, we're we're busy, setting ourselves up to you know what's up for uh, up for grabs in this here <laughs> yeah. but essentially um do you think it's goal setting uh or or because i know just before we started you said there's there's a difference between goal setting and measuring your success and i like the way that you use that because in my head you know when you i've often set goals and really failed hopelessly at them and kind of like okay well i don't want to do goals anymore because like I'm not exactly. reaching. Right. This is <laughs> the
1: warning good. of goal setting,
0: yeah. <laughs> and then you kind of go, okay, well, what's the point of goal setting? Because I, I, you know, I never get exactly what I want, and it's it's mm-hmm. not. I'm not reaching it. So, I mean, what's the, what do we do? How do we fix this? What's what's a plan? What's what's an option?
1: Well, I think that if COVID's taught us anything, it's taught us that we need to be flexible and we need to be accepting of what is in life, and we need to have. Um, we na- need to have a certain kind of mobility in the way that we deal with things. Yeah. And this is where traditional goal setting I think really falls down because we, we stick our thumbs into our mouths and we go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what it is that we're going to do. We're going to make a 20% growth this year. And then mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is how exactly we're going to do it. Right. And then mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is who's going to be involved in this, that and the next thing or whatever the case may be. And then the pressure is on to do it in that way and to have that result and to have that outcome at that time in a certain kind of way. And I think that that's a big problem, but I do know that having a vision for the future or having an idea of what lights our fire is a great way to go about. So I would say that what we need to do is, is have more of an Mm -hmm. idea of when I sit and I think about something, does it excite me? Mm And this is actually—I don't know if you know Martha Beck. If you've ever studied any of her work or had a look at any of her books,
0: do you know her, yeah?
1: Yeah, she's an excellent coach, and she talks about this idea of when I think about doing something, what does it feel like in my body? Mm. And our body is a very, very clear yes or no indicator. It's like this darling rod for yes and no, and it is so clear. And what do we do? We say, well, okay, I want to set this goal. I think it's the right thing to do. I think economically it can be viable. I think that it will show me up in the light that I want to be shown. I think. I think it will be the right thing for me. But our body doesn't necessarily go, oh, that sounds so exciting. I can't wait to do that. And in fact, quite a lot of the time, it's like, oh, I am so cool. like it totally sucks, but I guess i need to make a living. Here. Yeah. And then we start to, you know, place this pressure on ourselves. So I think the first thing that we have to do when we start to think about a vision for what it is we want to do is we have to play with ideas and see whether they excite us. And that is not to play with an idea so hard and so strategically that we know exactly how it's going to come off, but just to have an idea in our mind. What would it be like? I know that you've been a singer in your past. What would it be like for you to sing to a thousand people Mm. on a huge stage with the lights and the crowds roaring? And if that makes your body go, oh, yes, then you know what to say yes to. Yeah. And if that makes you go, hell no, then you know what to say no to. And you'd only have to go that far to know singing on the stage sounds like a fabulous idea, or it sounds like a terrible idea to me.
0: So uh, the immediate question that I have on that point is, I mean, I know the answer, but I want you to sort of share because I, I know people out there kind of go, yeah, but you know, isn't that just me going uh, like face your fears? You, you like have to get over yourself, or you know, or you know, how do I get to the point where I, when I start actually recognizing? that feeling, that state, that, that movement, that energy that I've got inside and kind mm-hmm. of acknowledging that it's there, it's real, it's existent, it's in existence. And that, you know, it's it's a beacon of sorts. And, you know, how do I, because people very often, I mean, I'm mean, guilty of that, of of speaking your way into a negative situation. You kind of go, no, well, it's supposed to work, it should work, I mean, it mm-hmm. works. But your, your body's going, no, no, no I don't care. this no. is a bad idea, stop doing it. And then you, you you, invariably, I've just, I've made business decisions that have just turned out really badly based on the fact that I ignored that no indicator that kept coming up. Um. Where today I'm completely, you know, opposite. I, I literally go, what is my body saying about this? What am I feeling about it?
1: Well, I think that the first thing that you have to recognize is that we think that we're working from us, from our brains. We think that we're working from our mind and that the conversation that we have in our mind that we can hear is the only knowledge that we have that that is our experience of life. And that is not what's going on here. So So as you start to recognize that maybe 10% of everything that's going on is this conversation that you're having between your ears and everything else that's going on is everything else. Like 90% of life is going on some other place in your mind and you're not hearing it in words. Yeah. then you would say, wow, actually, there's a lot of information to access here about what's good or bad for me, what's right or wrong for me, what's, what passionately excites me, what would make me feel good about life. That is not this chatter.
0: Yeah.
1: And some people might call it like a sense of wisdom or a higher consciousness or access to the greater wisdom of life. There's a lot of stuff yeah. that can't talk in words. Yeah. About. And so we listen to our bodies because the body is able to access that part of the brain. The body is very much connected to that part of the brain via the spinal cord, via the hypothalamus, producing chemicals, producing emotions, producing feelings, producing energy. It's very connected. It knows what's going on with all of the rest of our understanding. And so, wisdom actually is quite interesting because you have much more access to it when you get quiet with the chatter that says, This is logical, this is practical, this is what I should be doing. And you listen to the, the body and the instinct and the, the, the little tiny voice of thought that goes punk into your mind in a moment instead of that like uh, it makes sense of this voice yeah. so <laughs> strategic planning is all well and good but we should be learning to listen to our bodies and it's actually very easy to listen to listen to your body because it speaks very clearly so if i were to ask you in this moment to think about something that makes you very happy and you imagined yourself engaged in that thing and doing that thing you would notice a feeling in your body particularly in your torso area and most people describe that feeling you throw your words in as we go kevin as you, know, kind of-
0: <laughs> you know as you asked that question i was like okay so what makes me happy instinctively and i'm going Oh, my daughter and eugene i'm like my my, my fiance Ah, <laughs> like, oh, that's a good like a clear indication yeah
1: so when you think about your daughter and let's say let's say you're going to do something with your daughter the best thing that you do together the thing you love doing most of all what would that be
0: um singing loudly in the car so when we drive, we've okay. drive
1: love it. A, we have
0: those moments of like passionate singing out, out loud Love
1: it. okay yeah. i love it so now imagine that you're singing loudly in the car to so your favorite pop song you and your daughter and tell me what that feels like for you
0: oh wow it feels like um Immediately connection, so it's it's a sort of connection I have with her. There's closeness that I have with her, that she has moments like that that she doesn't have with anyone else. Mm-hmm. So it's it feels almost intimate, and I'm like building a, a relationship with her, like it's it's like beautiful. Um, so there's love there. Absolutely, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like that core connection. It's so um, it's it's like yeah. It's almost in my head tangible. You can almost feel the love that we have. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and on a physical level in your body itself, what are you feeling?
0: Physical level, really excitable, like really light and full of life and laughing and uh, and quite um, silly almost, um, joyous, child childlike energy. Yeah.
1: So I want you to notice as Kevin talks about this, how he does this, it feels really light and very joyful and very exciting. And that body is the body language that is saying, take me towards this thing. Take me towards this thing. And that's what our body does when we feel excited about something. So it feels light, not heavy. It feels expansive, not contractive. Does it feel um, effervescent or does it feel flat?
0: No, it's pretty effervescent, yeah.
1: It feels very effervescent. So there's lightness, there's expansiveness, there's energy there, and it feels very effervescent to Okay, and is there, would there be a color if you think about
0: it? Um, yeah, it would be it would be the color of of light blue, like a light blue, like a okay. gentle light blueness. Yeah.
1: All right. And so that, for Kevin, might be associated with the love for his daughter and always connection with people. Or, you know, we'll see as we go along. So you've got all of this feeling inside of your body, and that feeling inside of your body is saying, yes, yes, hell yes. Yeah. Now think about something that you just – if I said to you, come, Kev, let's do this right now, you'd be like, you know what, just <laughs> shoot me in the eye. I'd rather not. Think yeah. about something like that. What would that be?
0: Um. Washing dishes.
1: Okay,
0: washing the dishes.
1: Let's go wash the dishes, Gabe. Okay, put yourself oh, washing no.
0: the dishes. And I know it sounds like so odd, but I, I, I have very negative experiences with my mother telling me to wash dishes. So I, <laughs> I really, I would, I would iron, I would vacuum, I would wash the curtains, I would wash windows, I would <laughs> wash dishes. I, Gabe. Okay.
1: Yeah. It's official. Dishes is the subject. Okay, so imagine washing the dishes and tell me what it feels like in your body.
0: No, I, it feels, I'm irritated. I am i don't want to be there. I I feel like, I feel annoyed immediately. Like if Does someone says, feel- like, please wash the dishes. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't want
1: to. <laughs> Does it feel heavy or light? Heavy, 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 heavy. Does it feel open or closed? Closed. So it's contracting, not expanding?
0: Yeah, it's completely like, yeah.
1: Does it feel effervescent or solid? Solid. What color does it have?
0: Dark, dirty brown.
1: (laughs) The common color of sludge, I don't want to do (laughs) this. Okay, and then what does your energy feel like when you think about doing it?
0: I know, I just like, it's like, yeah, it's annoyed. I'm like annoyed and I don't want to be there. Like, if I think about dishes, I'm like, no, I don't want to do it. So there's
1: all of this information that says to Kevin, do not take a job as a dishwasher. Yeah. And there's all of this information that says to Kevin, feel free to take a job as an Uber driver with a lot of loud music and trying <laughs> like to sing in the car with you. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, was, it was
1: was Uber yeah. guy that went viral, you know that, Who's used to singing
0: <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, let's go drive around and sing for people. Like that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah
1: what a win. You'd be like the most sought after Uber <laughs> driver ever. <laughs> Exactly. But,
0: but now so, wait, so like if if that's the but if that's the case, so people are kind of going, Oh my goodness, yeah, like I, I totally get that, but you know, what what makes me feel light blue and airy and like effervescent uh, is not uh, is not the thing that I can you know, I'm never gonna be able to reach that. How do we tap into bringing the goal and the measurement of where we're going in that successful place? to that feeling and, and sort of tapping it into where we're going or where we want to be.
1: Okay, so let's get a little bit more schwa here.
0: Yeah.
1: And let me say that we are the authors of our lives. It doesn't always feel like that, but the truth of the matter is, is that um, in little baby step, by little baby step, we get to make these decisions about what we're going to do and where we're going to go and what we're going to choose for ourselves. And If we know what turns us on and makes us feel excited and brilliant and lovely and what turns us off, then there's all sorts of these factors that help us to say, here is a job offer on the table. When I imagine myself doing this job and I see what the criteria of this job are, if I picture myself doing this criteria, does it make me feel effervescent and happy or does it make me feel like I'd rather, you know, slap myself across the back of the head and pass out? Yeah. And does this aspect make me feel like that? And does this aspect? So I'm not even talking about like self-employment where you just, well, theoretically, for those who have never been self-employed, think that you get to choose what you get to do in your day. (laughs) (laughs) Suckers. No, that doesn't happen. But I am talking about designing your life in a way that you start to design the aspects of your life that you do more of what you love. And you eat less of what um, Elizabeth, what's her name, calls the shit sandwich. What's her name?
0: uh i'm not sure
1: the one who wrote eat pray love
0: oh yes uh i can't think of it now yeah i'll google the one
1: right so she says all work has a shit sandwich and everyone's going to have to eat the shit sandwich in the day you just got to decide how you eat it so that's true i mean it's true for everybody but can you find work that is more about what you love and less about the shit sandwich so now that's the first step Elizabeth. and so this was, long-term goal planning we're talking about creating your life and so you might not be able to do it today and you might not be able to do it this year and there might be more restrictions in COVID that makes it more difficult to do but with everything that you say yes to is it something that you said logically like Kevin was saying earlier I've said yes to business decisions that actually didn't work for me at all they were terrible decisions are you saying yes to something that your logic has convinced you you have to say yes to or your expectations of society has convinced you or the amount of money that you're going to earn has convinced you and your logic has said, oh, I really should do that. But actually, the feeling inside was like, oh, I don't like it, I don't want it. Or are you saying yes to the things that make you feel excited? And so in terms of designing your life, this is a really, really good way of measuring what to say yes to and what to say no to.
0: So here's a question. So I'm excited about a new possibility, a new uh, project or a new job opportunity or whatever um but i'm i get really nervous
1: thank okay. you for asking you're like the master <laughs> the master <laughs> leader right
0: I'm gonna go.
1: now we need to know the difference yes between right? a no and fear yes and there is it often fear feels like a no to us because it's such an uncomfortable feeling in our body so with Kevin, let's do the exercise. Think it's about loud,
0: something. Loud bells. You kind of go, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And then you go, no, but hang on. Uh, what about this? And what about this? And what if that doesn't work? And yeah, there's all of that that sort of starts playing out. Yeah.
1: All right. So I want you to know the difference between no and fear first off. Okay. Yeah. So think about something that makes you really scared, but you would love to do, or you do love to do, but actually gives you fear. Can you find something like that? Like maybe you were going to jump off blow what blowback what that huge bridge and
0: yeah. Um, okay.
1: All right. So now I want you to note, imagine yourself doing that and see where the fear sits in your body. Where is the sensation of fear?
0: Stomach around like stomach area. So, so is
1: that the same place or lower than where you felt excitement?
0: Not the same place, no.
1: Because excitement was more here, wasn't it? Yeah, so
0: excitement was chest and neck and mouth and head.
1: Yeah. 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 You do this with excitement, but your stomach gets to stay behind because it's in a ball of fear. (laughs)
0: Yes, yes, yes.
1: So firstly, fear actually feels like it's in a slightly different place. Yeah. It feels like butterflies. This is the vagus nerve doing its thing. It's like, "Ah," okay, we're going to have to like gird the loins for action in a way because we're a bit scared of something. So the identification of fear, you can still feel yes and fear at the same time. And did you feel that with that? When you felt that, could you feel them both at the same time?
0: Yeah, you could. Yeah. It's like, it's a joint kind of feeling.
1: Yeah. It's a joint feeling, but actually there is a sort of a kind of a sense that you could separate them or identify them at least as separate as both Yeah. Present. yeah. yeah. So when you feel yes with fear, that is not a no.
0: Ah, okay.
1: That's a, no
0: kind of a no, no is kind of like, like, why am I doing this? Stop doing this? Uh, what are you doing? Why are we doing this? It's no like, is this. Oh.
1: Yeah. Yes, and fear is this. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like the going, in the stomach, but the chest is going, okay, we're doing it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And I think that's the thing is that is some people grow up and do a lot of things that make them afraid in their lives. And those people are very used to the feeling of fear. And it doesn't mean that the feeling of fear goes away for them. It's just that they know that that is not a no. And yes. so they say, okay, fear, let's go. And so this is what I like to, I like to do. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to do this thing. It's very exciting. Okay. And then fear goes, oh, really? And I'm like, yes, I'm really, really. And then fear says to me, and you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Some sort of social death or some sort of death by public speaking or some sort of death by failure or some sort of, you know what I mean you're gonna die, you're gonna fail, you're gonna die, it's gonna be terrible. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: And I say to Fear, Yeah, 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 whatever, let's go. Yeah. And Fear says, Listen, I just die. And I'm yeah. like, Yeah, 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 never mind that. Let's go. And Fear says, Whoa, chicky. Are you not paying attention? These are all the many, many, many things that can go wrong. And I'm like, Yeah, stop talking, stop talking, let's go, come.
0: Yeah.
1: And then fear we go. Because I just say, let's go, let's go, let's go. And fears like, no, you're gonna die, you're gonna die and like, let's go. And then eventually we go and we start doing it. So you do that speech in front of a thousand people, or you sing in front of a thousand people, or you do whatever it is that's so scary, but you you have the expansive feeling for. And as you get started, feels like, you're gonna die, you're gonna die, you're gonna die, you're gonna die. You're gonna die. And at some point fear goes oh this chick never bloody listens yes i'm just gonna have a nap yeah and then you stop feeling it halfway through have you noticed that it just
0: yeah and then it turns into euphoria so you go through that that oh my goodness and then it turns to like wow i'm doing this this is great i can do this i'm doing it yeah yeah i'm doing it yeah
1: So actually we don't listen to that fear because fear is going to tell us a story about how terrible it's all going to be. And if we pay too much attention, then we've got a problem. But when it comes to goal setting, okay, that's just the doing, right? But when it comes to goal setting, of course, we have to have the balance of strategic planning and risk analysis. And do you know what I mean? We've got to make sense of our lives. So there is going to be the, you want to do this, but what about this? And what about that? And what about that? Well, the thing that we don't want to lose we don't want to lose track of the yes feeling in the conversation about how. Yeah. And that's really important because the conversation of how is simply a practical methodology to find some way to get my life to this yes place. Mm-hmm. And we are infinitely creative and we're amazingly inventive. And there's all sorts of information around us all the time that's telling us what to do. Like when we were talking earlier in the Facebook live that we were doing, and you said to me, some guy that I said that I knew said why don 't you teach um, this to uh, call centers
0: yeah,
1: and there must have been a yes feeling there that said, Oh, oh yes, that's a good idea you didn 't even have to come up with a plan
0: yeah. on
1: how to go about making your dreams a reality. Somebody else gave you the plan
0: yeah,
1: the only thing you had to do was go. That feels good to me, and then have courage to pursue it. And how do I go about it? Well, let me find a way.
0: I, I just want to add to, to a personal experience that you know, it lends itself to what you're saying around the yes. Mm-hmm. Even in the moments that I made those business decisions, and I realised that I was doing it against what I was feeling in a big way. You know, tracked down a couple of years later. Um, mm-hmm. The, the business decisions at that moment that I was, the people that were involved um, actually called me back and apologized based on the fact that they in that moment were, were going, you know, doing and doing their own thing. And I, in my head, kind of went, do you know, I don't want to do this and left based on my feeling. Mm-hmm. And f- tracking down a few years later, they phoned back and, and apologized because they were wrong. Right. Wow. So... You know, it was sort of solidifies exactly what you're saying about really that yes conversation that it, if it's not an absolute yes, and you know that it's yes, and it's a yes, and it's a yes. Um, you know, if you're not following that, that, that feeling of uh, that incongruency that you're experiencing, that it's not aligned, there's something off here the whole time, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and I now have evidence to go, yeah, well, you know, if you listen to it in the first place, <laughs> um and, and you know having someone call back three years later going kind of going you know i must apologize because we were totally wrong i was wrong about the judgments i made etc 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 it just speaks to really starting to tune into how to do this process a little bit better and actually paying attention to your body and that conversation and what's showing up for us on a regular basis that we don't tend to, to make decisions based on, on the knowledge that we, that we have available.
1: No, we're making it on our, our assumptions that look like logic about <laughs> what's going to happen <laughs> Yeah. So but actually, true. we've kind of gone off track because this has been very exciting and fun. But what I did want to tell you about goal setting is that the problem is not that we've set the goal. It's not that we've set a time. It's not that we had an idea. It's that we get very attached to what we think that idea is going to look like. Yeah. And then we take ourselves, our sense of ourselves, our worth, our value, who we are in the world, and we attach that to the outcome. And that's actually what I wanted to tell you about originally when we go to open this beautiful track. <laughs> that, yes. The problem with the goal setting is not the goal. It's not the time. It's not what, the flexibility. It's not that you suck something out of our thumb. And then we said to that thing, If you do not arrive in my life in this time that I've sucked out of my thumb in this way that I've sucked out of my thumb in this methodology that I've imagined then I will feel like I am insufficient for this world and that's where the stress and the pressure and the angst comes from goal setting so in a way to set a goal but also to in some strange way have a little bit of detachment that says I pursue this goal because it feels exciting and it feels motivating and feels wonderful and feels fabulous for me and I want to do it for those reasons. But if it fails ethically, I am okay. I've always been okay and I will always be okay. It's not me. This goal is not me. This goal is just an adventure that I've sucked out of my thumb. It's in the sucking of it out out of our thumb and then promptly forgetting that we sucked it out of our thumb and thinking that it's some sort of thing that sits in stone that measures us as a human being. That's where the problem
0: lies. Yeah, so, you know, and I like that earlier, you mentioned that the goal itself is just a set of uh, sort of behaviors and things that you can start implementing. uh, And it shouldn't, your your identity shouldn't be attached to this. So if you're not getting there, you're Mm -hmm. you're completely, you failed at it. Mm -hmm. And I think that speaks so much to, you know, the way that a lot of goal setting is set up today is, well, if you didn't reach it, it means X, Y, and Z, you know, when it's not necessarily about you. Yeah. And eventually when not necessarily, that's not necessarily the truth, but uh, how you sort of tackle it and your approach in this should really be considered. And what sort of, how do you lend your, your burning enthusiasm and desire along this process of, of where did you want to go? So in, in summary of today's chat, um what do we take away what what is the process so yes goal setting is great um but what do we lend to that and and how do we what's the summary
1: okay so first and foremost goal setting is awesome don't be so attached to the timeline don't be so attached to the outcome that attachment of self to a doing is of sure and certain way of making you feel less than okay Doing is just an adventure. You're in this life. You're doing a doing. You're going to earn some money out of it. You're not going to earn some money out of it. It's going to succeed. It's going to fail. That actually is not as relevant as you think it is. What's most relevant is that you can maintain your sense of personal well-being as you do the doing of something. And you actually have very little control of the world. The only thing you have is your energy and your influence to make something happen. Everything else is out of your control. Yeah. So getting attached to an outcome that is 95% out of your control and that you only have maybe 5% energy and influence towards, it's kind of foolish if you look at it like that. Like why would you get so attached to something that's only going to make you feel less than if it fails and you, you're not in control of the whole thing and you never will be. Yeah. So that's the first thing is don't get too attached to an outcome. You've sucked it out of your thumb and then you've forgotten that it was just an idea. It wasn't the measurement of you as a human being. And Failure, of course, you've heard this a million times. Each little failure is really just a, a, a redesign or a, a, re, a sense of how to change direction to get there, to do it a different way. That's not personal either. You know, yeah. we, school teaches us that it's all personal. That's a big mistake. And then secondly, and, and, and the first most of this conversation, which was so beautiful for me, was about actually if I'm going to design my life, and my goal is to have a life that allows me to feel energized and motivated and satisfied and enthusiastic and like just driven to this adventure of being alive and experiencing life, then I really need to be able to listen to the greater wisdom of my body mind and not just my logic mind and let myself understand what is my body mind telling me about who I am, what I love, what lights my fire, what aligns me, as Kevin always says, what turns me on, and to, to know when you're saying yes to something, say yes to those things that make you feel like that so that incrementally you can keep moving towards and into and have these experiences more and more and more and more as you age of this life that you've actually designed for yourself by the series of yeses that makes your body
0: go, yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Angela, Harley, if uh, if we want to get hold of you, where do we go? What do we do? Uh, how do we connect to you?
1: uh you can find my website www.cloud-9.co.za and my email address info at cloud-9.co.za um or you can google me angela hardy cloud nine and it's really easy to remember why because is an angel floating <laughs> on cloud <Yes>. nine <laughs> <finished the month. laughs>
0: Awesome, Angela Harding. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for joining us on the last time coaching, guys. Don't forget to like, uh, share, and subscribe to the channel. Uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, we will chat to you soon. Thank you, Kevin. Cheers, bye.